Okay, so we are sitting in the Dakini Temple with my Hua. Yes. I am trying to get my pronunciation correct, a Vietnamese name, I believe. Mm-hmm. It's been raining here for now about eight or nine weeks, almost constantly. It's not always raining in Wales. We had dust dry early summer, but we're now at the end of summer and the waterfalls are pounding over the rocks outside. This is our tiny little Dikini temple. We're sitting here underneath all the images. Uh, It's a very female temple, a very female place. We've had lots of male conversations lately, so I am delighted to be sitting for a change with a woman and and perhaps getting a few perspectives from that point of view, both on her first visits to Spare Horse and other things, anything else that may come up. Uh, These conversations are always quite loose and quite natural. So uh, welcome, my Hua. Um, Hua. Um, my, as I don't know everything about my by all means, but I know that uh, she works as a filmmaker in uh, based in Paris, uh, very much based in Paris, but by no means limited to it. I know she was filming in some far-flung southern uh, island of the Japanese archipelago quite recently. We won't necessarily go into all that, and uh, obviously it goes to her homeland Vietnam occasionally, but she's a, a Parisian lady. And um, first turned up here... About seven years ago, we just worked out, uh, on her first visit to this wild, wet, damp, muddy <laughs> uh, valley, which was, it was bank holiday August, um, which, uh, as everybody knows, in Britain, it always rains, or at least if you run camps in Wales, you know that bank holiday August, the gods, for some reason, do not like people to have holidays at that particular time, and so it rained throughout her entire visit. So uh, my good friend Jerry turned up with uh, his uh, lovely sweetheart, and uh, who, uh, who I'd met before, but um, she had not yet uh, discovered the wilds of Wales. And so along came, now excuse the caricature, I'm, I don't mean to be rude, but along came what appeared to be a very well-heeled, well-connected, polished, accomplished professional filmmaker from Paris. Uh, Jerry mentioned she might perhaps make a little film about us or want to take her camera out, take a few photos at least. Uh, she didn't, in the end, uh, do us a great favor and made a little promotional vid, which you can all see on our website. But um, uh, if you don't mind me opening my, I'd, uh, we're sitting here together. It's been, I stole her away from one evening of relaxation. We've just uh, had a very intense, I've been helping myself, and so has she, to run a quite intense Samhain retreat here, end of the season, our last event of the year. Um, it's been ceremonial, there's been diets, there's been exploration, there's been music. There's been some pretty deep heart sharing and all the rest of it. And I know that Mai's been busy supporting the whole thing. Uh, and I said, well, can we just, before before we have our final little celebration party, which you've got to have, um, could I steal you away? So she's cut short her supper, wandered through the, the it is a full moon, actually. We had a, a full moon. There's been an eclipse the night before last. Uh, so it's been a nice, powerful changing of the year kind of time. But anyway, I, I asked if I could steal her away before she has to get the Eurostar back to Paris and talk briefly. Uh, um, this won't be a really long one. We, we can't keep her for all night. We've got to let her relax. Got to meet her, the rest of the party here and, and let loose for a while after quite a, <clears throat> excuse me, quite a strict retreat. <clears throat> but uh, she's, she's gladly um, and willingly and thankfully given an hour of her time. So let's see if we can have a chat. 
I would love to start mine, if you don't mind, by asking, uh, uh, this is always a cheeky question, but I, I know you know Spare Horse a bit better now. You've come many times. Uh, you've come here with your beautiful family, your beautiful daughter, um, and you've had, you, you, you're, now, you're now part of the scene here. You're, 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 you're in. But when you first came that first time <laughs> and it was raining and you had your camera with you and your first impression of this wild tribe that you'd heard something or other about... And you came on our call on a plenty event. Would you mind uh, just starting by sharing some of your first impressions? <laughs> well, we won't just talk about spirit horse. We can talk about anything. But yeah. but I really, mm -hmm. uh, I'm being cheeky. I'd like to hear about that first, mm -hmm. if you don't mind. So I was, uh, and I'm still is, a partner of uh, Jerry, who's been coming for... I don't know, the past 15, 15 17 yeah, years? Yeah, something like that, yeah. We've been good mates for a long time, and he was very delighted to introduce me at a certain point to a new sweetheart he discovered in Paris during one of his talks. And uh, he was he was kind of warning me beforehand, uh, because we met in Paris, uh, he was presenting his uh, book. Uh, I was myself a, a beauty blog beauty blogger at that time quite um, successful but yeah very kind of part of that glamorous uh parisian scene um and uh, he was kind of warning me about he wanted to come because he 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 comes every every year and he was very worried about what would happen but it was it was a call for me because I, I wanted, I, I loved him so, so much and I still do, but I, I wanted to discover every part of him. And I, I knew this place uh, made him. It was the making of him, uh, the making of his daughters also. And it was very dear to his heart. So I just wanted to discover it. And so we arrived at night uh, with my two children and his ex-wife. So in this weird <laughs> setting, uh, he was already here uh, with his two daughters and we're right, it was raining so much. It was late at night, we got lost on the road uh, and he came to pick us up. The, his tent has collapsed the night before. Of so, course. Of course, because of the wind and the, the, the tent has rolled on itself with the with the kids inside so they were very <laughs> they were very fearful and the and the tent was broken anyway so we arrived and i had no rubber plastic shoes because we don't in paris <laughs> we from, just don't from the go outside when it's raining people from the civilized world in fact most parts of the world don't realize that in all weathers including high summer you need to have wellington boots in wales <laughs> um uh, but yeah, that's a, it comes as a shock to most people. But yeah, okay, it's pre pre Wellington discovery. You arrived exactly. So it was just to say how I was I was coming from Paris, but I was coming from very far, very very far. It was million miles away, and I remember this walk to what is now the Winter Kitchen, and in complete dark with uh with the rain 
and not knowing where I was and we arrived in this place and I remember the words of Janan, so Jerry's ex-wife who drove with us uh, and she, w- she told me in the car, so I-, I just want to warn you, this is a very traumatic place. <laughs> traumatic? <laughs> <laughs> traumatic when you arrive, traumatic when you leave. <laughs> And so I was kind of warned, you know, but I arrived in the kitchen coming from this, you know, glittery, shiny Paris into this, um, it was a tent, I, I mean, a teepee at, at, at that time. So very dark. One person was playing the violin, uh, another person and who now is a friend, Alex, was dancing. People were barefoot or... Uh, wearing Crocs, full of mud. And uh, I remember this little boy who just <laughs> fell in the river. So in pitch black night, you know, coming soaking wet in this kitchen. And I remember my daughter looking at me and saying, Mom, you, you should have told us we would come here. And I, I, I remember answering, I'm a darling, I, I have no idea where we are. And I was feeling really, really lost, very, very lost. And um, we went to sleep just under the temple, between the sauna and, and the temple. There is a little room uh, that was very hot because of the sauna underneath. And you had the, this amazing waterfall. So even if it was really dark, I could feel safe or, yeah, at least safe. And I woke up in the morning, we had breakfast, and I remember a woman coming next to us, making jokes at Jerry with a pirate hat. And I suddenly felt so triggered because I was in a pirate movie suddenly. (laughs) And I felt so (laughs) endangered. And I literally, I, I just gathered the little strength I had left. It was breakfast time. I said to Jerry, I need to have a sleep. And I literally fainted for three hours. Wow. Because it was so, so, so far from anything I knew. Yes. And anything, because I'm an immigrant. So, we, we, you know, the, the idea of having a land is very far from anything I've experienced before. I come from the city. Um, I used to be very scared of nature because there could be worms, there could be dirty, uh, the mud was triggering me as fuck. And I remember waking up three hours later and Jerry and Janan was there and I, I, I said, and it, and it was, a, um, we've, been, we've been together with Jerry for six months or something. Mm. You know, it was very new mm-hmm. and I was with his children and his you know beloved place spirit horse and his ex-wife and my children and I wake up completely lost and I I felt ashamed and I say I felt really ashamed but I'm so fearful I'm so fearful and I remember Janan saying you know but 
you know, people here, they don't look the same as what you know in Paris, but they're very kind, you know, this, nothing can happen here. No, there's never, I don't know, people being robbed or having a fight or it's very peaceful. They, they just don't look. No, it's wild. Yeah. We, don't, we, don't it's, have, yeah. we don't have that stuff. No, no, no. But it, it's, um, there can be conflict, but they sort it out. You know, they, they, they talk to each other and they're kind, you know, they're, they're very non-judgmental. And I, I remember answering, yeah, but I am the one who is judgmental here. No. I'm full of judgment. I'm full of fears. And I've, I, I hate, I, I hate myself for discovering that, that, that face of mine. You know, it was a new face that I didn't know because I was this glamorous, successful chick from mm. Paris. Yeah. And suddenly I was shown something very new that I was fearful of people. Yeah. I was well, fearful of people who don't look <clears throat> like me. And it was such a profound uh, teaching. And just after we had to meet and I had to film you in an interview. <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing you a little bit because it's happened to so many people. Um, for those people listening, that I'm teasing the story out of my, but so many people that later became my real good friends and people hung out here for 10 years and more and still involved. Um, when you say, well, okay, give us your first impression, you know, what happened in the first 15 minutes kind of thing. Uh, often they did turn up at Bank Holiday August, and for some reason, I think the weather gods think, why don't people have their holidays in May, June, <laughs> July, or the beginning of all? Why do they wait till the rainy season, which is, the, you know, and then they have to go back to work? I'm sure it's a trick that was done by the uh, industrialists to tell people, have your holiday at the very, very end of summer. Oh, summer's over, you better get back to work. At school in September, we all, uh, every child who went to school knows what September the 5th means in Britain. Uh, I'm sure it's a trick and the gods say, no, 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 you should have come and visit us when we were shining. But you're not the first. So many people showed up here and, and for some reason it's always windy and rainy on August Bank Holiday. So come in May, please. Um, the, the, and it's like it's a bit, it gets dark early and, and everyone's always delayed because the traffic's held you up in all the motorways. And then you finally manage to find this place, which uh, means driving down the track. You've left the tarmac road behind. You think you're following the right directions. Maybe it's the right place. And then you find yourself with your car wheels suddenly slinking into some mud and like, we're never going to get out of it anyway. Many people were far worse first impression than you. like... Let's just turn the card around. There must be a and b somewhere near here. We can have a look at this place in the morning and the daylight and all this. And then suddenly a quad bike or a truck came by or a Land Rover and said, oh, your bags, let's start. And then grabbed their bags and, and flung them somewhere in the middle of the camping meadow. Oh, you can put your tent up there. That's a nice spot. And they were in and there was no way out, you know. <laughs> so And uh, they later on did all our courses, all the sacred men, women, enlightenment, tents, everything, and uh, became great friends. But their first impression was one of like, what have I just let myself in for? So I've been teasing you a little bit about it, but thanks for your <laughs> your honest confession. And later on, we used to even get people to write like, okay, first impressions. It was always quite a, a ribald thing to listen to people's first impressions. And, and it's strange, it's a mysterious thing. So... We are actually quite friendly people and we, we, um, we might look like Vikings at first or something like that but for a moment. But there is, it's a mysterious thing and even the locals said it that when they go through our gate and they come down into our little, well, we now own the land, but once upon a time we didn't. When they walk into our village, they said, oh, we, we've left Mid Wales behind, haven't we? We're in, we're in a different realm now. 
Uh, I was talking to someone earlier on. I said, well, yeah, it's it's more like a portal into another world. It just mm-hmm. so happens to be geographically in Wales, mm-hmm. and we do have a Welsh climate, and uh, our neighbours do speak Welsh, and to our shame, not many of us do, but some of us did take the trouble to learn to speak Welsh. I want to say that when we're at it. But, um, yeah, it's not it's not really a... Th- this is a universal place, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, we've tried to, in some ways, but not in some self-conscious way, we've ended up accidentally becoming a kind of experimental indigenous village that looks a bit like, wow, like one neighbour there many, many years ago in the local pub, we were chatting away to the local, said, oh, I, I appreciate what you're doing, but why do you have to go back so far? <laughs> and uh, I said, well, back then it was good when mm. when, some, when those Celtic stories were being told and when we sat around the fire together and when we were touching the earth and when the oak forest was full blooming and when the deer were bounding through it and the squirrels were in the trees, the red squirrels, and and the and the meadows were full of flowers. It wasn't such a bad thing, you know. It wouldn't be so bad to have a little glimpse back then. Mm. And um, all right, like at the end of the day, there is a certain kind of luxury. I mean, here we are sitting at a temple on the red carpets with the Tibetan paintings around us and the candles are burning and it has a sweet side to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, at, at first it, it, it can be a little bit of a culture shock, including for the people who live like five miles away from us, not just mm-hmm. yeah. for the Parisians or the, <laughs> or the Londoners or the people who've come from the west coast of I don't know, California or somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right, so we don't claim to be some indigenous village, by the way. It's just an experiment that happens for a few days here and a few days there, dotted throughout the summer where people come and do things. So you return to that event uh, a few times, quite quite a few times Mm -hmm. now. And and I'm, you know, it's kind of reassuring that for some people it's an annual point in their calendar or, you know, come every couple of years or something. To spend five days where really we just camp out together, we sit around the fire, we tell stories, we have singing, we have dancing. You made a beautiful little film for us, thank you very much, um, which is on our website. And... uh, so t- tell me some other your impressions. Let's 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 yeah. move on from that that first rainy night. Yeah, I I think what after stayed with me was just you know the very basic discovering that you know the the water was burning my feet, but I was cold by it. It was really it was a very profound first impression. Oh, I remember Jerry telling me, oh she's just cold all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's before you got your Wellingtons and your three woolly jumpers <laughs> and a coat. Yeah, but I, I, I suddenly liked and enjoyed the discomfort of being woken up by the water here, and the water has been a very—I don't know—it's been a, an ongoing connection that I'm having here mm. with the water of the these two rivers joining and the different waterfalls. Yeah, and, I was t- today I had a conversation with someone else, also a French lady who was writing an article about us, but uh, this a waterfall at one end of the valley, waterfall at the other end, and then these waters pour down everywhere, and then they mix and mingle yes. right there behind the women's lodge. Like There's water everywhere here. Yes. It's, it really is the Celtic rainforest. Everything is dripping. It's not always wet. We have dry days. We have dust dry days, but still in all, the presence of water is always there, and it does. It gives magic. The streams running everywhere, it's, including in our ears right now while we're trying to record yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's absolutely magical, and I, you know, my the first movie I did after coming here is called The Rivers, mm. uh, and I think that 
there is a, a quality of maybe this feminine force of this, you know, this nurturing land that I've never felt before. It's a very, very new uh, type of connection I'm having and I'm discovering and I'm cultivating coming here. And uh, there is a sense of profound relaxation, even in the cold water. And it's as if my territory, my internal sovereignty or sense of integrity is expanding. Every time I come here, I can feel that. And it, it's it's very beautiful. And it's very, uh, again, for a, an immigrant child um, growing up, uh, in cities, it's a very, very new thing for me in my life, and and yeah, I can go to Ibiza, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you see what I mean yeah. is that there is something here that is very elemental and very alive that shakes my whole body of my my soul. I don't know every time I come here, yeah. and there is also, I think that. Yeah, and through through the these cold waters, I just discovered that mud is just earth and water, and it's there's nothing, nothing I can to worry about. <laughs> nothing to worry about, and I could I can put my my bare feet in the mud, and nothing will happen to me, and it's all fine, and it can also be very playful and very enjoyable, and yeah. uh, I always have a, a this trauma when I come back of just having my feet on a on a hard ground yeah, here the the, yeah. the 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 ground is soft you walk it's soft under under your feet and it's, it's lovely it's really lovely the ground is soft. i mean you can be forgiven because obviously you're ancestrally you come from a tropical climate so yeah God rice fields God, right? God, yeah <laughs> rice fields but also these you know warm waters and sunshine and warm mm. rain and mm. uh, i know you have the rain there but you have hot rain mm. we, we have cold everything cold ground um but but uh, people do have this kind of, we have many people come here with their city gear and it's like please don't try and keep those um, white trainers white or those white <laughs> trousers you know there's something about just it's a muddy climate and you have to get you have to get a little bit messy so we are we're always encouraging people like to go into the sauna which is underneath this temple here get into the sauna and plunge into that water be cold experience being muddy experience being dirty experience being dusty get a little bit and that's part of being indigenous here you know and, but i think if you could i've traveled in india and all the hot places and it, if you learn to hunker down in the dust anywhere you become indigenous you become at home mm. and then i mean you must feel it you you surely go back to the ancestral home every now and again yes yeah i do and then there you are you know like yeah. with, the, with, a, with a little bit of the dust between your exactly toes. exactly there is a kind of porosity uh, between the body of the land and the body, my own body, and the body also of the people here. It's very, uh, I think it's very unique. I mean, you can go to a retreat in Nepal, and, we, and we've done that, and yeah. and rent some lovely place in Corsica, whatever. But I, I, I feel here that there is a, a very beautiful mix of culture and nature uh that are it's a very collaborative thing and and things are merging with each other in a very yeah horizontal equalitarian mm -hmm. aspect that i've never experienced before mm. and 
and here we've just finished um, this retreat with all these talking circles. And even if everybody is playing their parts and some are helpers, uh, Jerry's holding the space, uh, you have some participants and you have Joe with the fire and you mm. have Noel with the trumpet and you have everybody's playing their parts but it's profoundly equalitarian and I I love that even the yeah, yeah. The, the sense of how can I say that I'm very sensitive to different cultures obviously because my parents come from a certain culture they chose to go to another country and have one way and no come back and have their children in another country. Yeah. And I think it made me understand very quickly the navigation, the, the possible navigation between different cultures, between different mm. uh, rich and poor, you know, um, all this kind of agility that I have developed mm. because of, I, I, I'm a daughter of immigrant people. When I come here, there is another culture uh, that is not the... I don't know anything about the Welsh culture, you know, and I, I know a little bit about the English culture, but it's something completely different. And what is moving is that the experiment that you're making here is in the making all the time. You, you're, trying yeah. to, you're trying to this very imperfect... Uh, Absolutely, path nothing's finished here. It's nothing's finished never here. finished, and in this imperfection, profound imperfection, mm. there is a sense that I can completely relax into that mm. because, I mean, yeah, 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 all my broken parts can be seen, all yeah. my imperfections can be seen. All the seen. climate thing put aside, you yeah. know, people from all over the world come here, mm. and everybody's welcome. All cultural backgrounds are welcome, of course, you know, and it, or it's Wales. We want to pay tribute to what's here, mm. but also, you know, it, it is also to be up this portal mm. into what's maybe native or indigenous to all of us. And like like you're saying, where there's something egalitarian that happens, something that there's a leveler when during all these rituals, all these talking circles, your group here, Jerry's group and my groups, all of the groups, everybody has to sit on the ground mm. and everyone's sitting around the same fire, the same distance from it. There's mm. no stage. Mm. There's no thrones. Mm. There's no higher mm. place. We did have a throne once for Siyah Lama, but that was different. If you're, mm -hmm. if you're one of the highest Lamas in Tibet, you get a throne. But the rest of us can just sit on the ground. Yeah. And it's a, it, and that's the same everywhere. It's mm. the same in Vietnam. It's the same, mm. in, it's the same in all five continents. Wherever you see people, you know, we and we are not at war with the city, by the way, either. Like, mm. uh, you know, I, I, I've lived in cities and, and I was mm. born in one. Mm. And, uh, and actually, I too was the son of immigrants, you know, and mm. not from not from a different climate, mm. but my people came from the west of Ireland where they, they grew their own potatoes, milked their own cows. They had baby goats sitting by the fire when they were children. Mm. Everybody, lucky enough, if you had a chair, you know. Mm. And uh, they came. They also came to industrial Britain, as perhaps your folks came, mm. to, you know, from a colonial place to, to the capital, mm. um, looking for a better life or looking for uh, for something, some some change. Safety. Uh, so, like so many people did, um, and and obviously, you know, that that tension between the city and the country is there. But what is home to all of us is to be sitting around the fire together, not necessarily in a circle, but in something a bit like it, mm. uh, where there's an equality there. That's native to all of us. Mm. It doesn't matter, you know, yeah. your, your village, my father's village, my mother's village. 
they, they didn't have much there, mm. uh, but they were growing their own food. And then you go to the city where you're not growing your own food and you're doing a different life. Those things are, are you know, can't be thrown away, can't be judged. It's not one thing's better, one thing's worse or anything like that. But home, the ancient place, mm. is what we've been talking mm. about here, mm. which is why maybe you and many of your uh, Parisian friends mm. or your connections or whatever. Mm. We had quite a lot of Parisians here uh, this weekend, but... Uh, We're all here sitting together to taste that. And it doesn't really, you know, if it's a slightly warmer climate, none of us would complain. But um, we happen to have this place in this forest. And mm. all of us need to touch the earth, whether it's damp or dry. doesn't really matter. That's mm. that's a, that, I don't want this experiment to be like it's particularly Celtic or it's only for Celtic things. No, it's not. And it's and it's not in opposition to the city either. No. It's, a, it's, it's some kind of dialogue that has to happen now between our very sophisticated society, which is making a mess out of the world. Mm. And, uh, and, uh, and, it's, and it, it's common indigenous root, no matter where you come from, mm. where we have the... The dust or the mud, whichever one it is, mm. between your toes. Mm. And we sit on the earth. We all, we all still like to look at the fire. We all still like to hear the stories. We all still like to listen to each other at equal speech, pass the talking circle around, everyone's entitled to speak. And, um, you know, Jerry facilitates and so do I, and you've been supporting all that. But it's not like one person has the answers or anything like that. This is a work it out as we go amongst ourselves. It's a, not necessarily tribal, but that's a simple way of putting it. And uh, everybody feels feels at home there. And you don't yeah. have to spend three months here. Exactly. The, the first night is like, what the hell is this? The second night is, I'm starting to like it. By the third night, it's going to, actually, this is all right, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's stay longer. And it was literally what happened. It was, we're supposed to stay, I, can't, I don't know, three, four days. And after three days, I was like, no, 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 let's stay longer. I want to stay here. And I, I, I became very in love there was something very blooming inside me that I, a place I didn't know about myself that could expand and that could completely relax here uh, by Lots being on the edge. This. Lots of people it's, say this. And really... I, I don't think we can particularly name it. Why? You know, I often say we can't name it. It's yeah. just something that happens. But many people say, uh, uh, Jerry says it too quite a lot, but lots of people say it, that, uh, you know, I'm here as a guest for a few days or whatever, but this is like a place I can relax. Mm. And um, I don't ever really try to get anyone to name why, because mm. I, I don't know myself, but I think it's something to do with that we do recognize some ancient root, something that's common to all of us. And it, it, it pops up. And because it's so common, because it's just a nice feeling, because there's something about it being near the earth, I don't know, the elements are there, the earth, fire, water, something that can't really be named, but people tend to feel... At home, yes. regardless of where they come from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, at home and connected, profoundly connected. Because I think that we, coming from the place I come from, uh, there is the sense that your holidays, you know, you, you, you need to spend your year round earning your life. There's what we say in French, uh, gagner sa vie, which is such a, a weird way to put it. Uh, and then you you need after to pay for very expensive holidays to have a very glamorous place where you could say, oh, it was worth it. And here it's absolutely different. It's nowhere mm. near that logic uh, and state of mind. It's just everything is experimental and, and, and we try. And I think what moves me is this attempt to create a, a kind of kingdom or portal or mm. to another realm 
that happens actually because you're just making it and and this is really moving because i don't think it exists anywhere else um you can have a, a village or you can have a camping or you can have a glamping mm-hmm. or you can but you don't have a culture you don't have a yeah, you know, place that. where yeah. you experience something else yeah. uh and and yeah, once again i think it's imperfect in their attempts that are failures or there are you know biases that we bring back from the city or from this kind of capitalistic way of life because mm. that's just what where we come from and where we repeat the same patterns without noticing it but here yes. there's a sense that it's still evolving we're trying something else okay this was not that good or not that right and we try and we keep trying mm. and i think this is really really beautiful that's why it feels home because no one has the answer uh we may fail we're going to fail or whatever we d- it doesn't matter it's just the action of being always on our toes trying and making it and i find it's really beautiful mm. it's a strange thing because I, i always say like the spirit horse is an experiment and you know it's, it's at least a thousand year long so we made a scratch on the surface we made a start mm-hmm. Um, and that there, but there is the, this mysterious feeling of like, oh, we might have found home, uh, or we might have found like this feels right, or something like that. And people do say it on like maybe day two or day three, mm. regardless of where they come from. And uh, th- that's a common thing. So I'm like, okay, what is this, you know? And uh, it almost can't be intellectually named or corralled like that, you know? Uh, so I kind of like it that it can't be named and that it is just an experiment and it just does carry on. Uh, and, and yet that commonality of feeling is something that I've searched for and I've been pleased to find it. About year three, we thought that's the thing we're looking for. It's like you hit this level, it's, goes, it's a buzz. It's like, it's happening now. But it's not like... Um, Oh, come here and you will definitely experience that, you know, day 2.75, you will hit that level and you will really see it. It's more like you, you glimpse it every now and again. Yeah. But that glimpse, that little, little, did I just see something? That, that's, that's all you get. Yeah. The rest of it is like, mm, we tried that, didn't quite work. <laughs> so, or, uh, you know, or, uh, he's annoyed with her and she's annoyed with everybody. And, and uh, those things happen as well. Uh, and and yet that's that's you know that that's something to that's something to be praised but without being named and something to be loved maybe without being um yeah, you know too boxed in and yeah. you know this kind of what's spirit horse about tell me i want three words you know i want three sentences I'm always people are often saying that I said no you know you you it's not three days it's going to be three days followed by three weeks followed by three months and then if you do it for three years then um, maybe you won't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> But you'll have, you'll have seen something. There's something that, when something really matters to us, like a love affair or something, then you don't want to name it. You just want to have been part of it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and and there is something in, in there that is quite unusual with, uh, with the roundhouse. Uh-huh. I mean, the, the structures. The, the structures. Yeah, let's go there. Tell me your impressions. Yeah, yeah. The, it always strikes me. I mean, you know, every time. So it, it, it's funny because I, I love Spirit Hall so much. But every time I have to come here. Yeah, I would say I have to come here. It's it's I, I have a lot of resistance 
because I know it will it will bring me to another realm. And so my ego gets attached to, you know, my other reality in this other world. And uh, same happens to me, by the way. I, <laughs> I come here because it's my job. I took it to. It's not only your job. I, come on. <laughs> But uh, I remember for this, this particular retreat, just opening, you know, the, the kind of rug or curtain at the entrance of the Rauner house and opening it onto, and it was such a beauty. You know, there was the, this fire going going on, beautiful fire. Joe was making it and just people around. Mm. And this structure and this, you know, at night, this endless conic ceiling. Yeah. You don't see the end of it. You know, it, it gets darker and darker, but you don't see the end of the the... the Yeah, the, it disappears in smoke. Exactly. And also, the smoke hole was the, the magical place for the old people. You know, that, that was the spirit Exactly. Hole. And so you see this fire and then circle of people around and then circular roundhouse structure with the windows and then all these, how do you call that, these wooden... Rafters. Rafters mm. going, I don't know how high it is, but it's so majestic. And we are so small as human onto this gigantic structure <laughs> that I, I feel, you know, I don't feel belittled at all, but I feel I'm in the right place. Like, I think when I come here, there is a sense that I'm very small, but very everything at the same time, you know, where suddenly you're like, okay, I, I can experience the beauty of these trees and the beauty of this valley and the beauty of the rivers because I'm so small that I can see them so big and so overwhelmingly beautiful. And mm -hmm. there are some, sometimes I, I walk in the village and I'm just struck and I just stop walking because I'm, I'm so, I feel so alive. Yeah. And the, 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 the nature here is really mesmerizing. When I, when I was when a kid, me. I used to love the Chinese landscapes when I was a teenager and I wasn't really interested in Western painting, but Chinese landscapes had this kind of, there's the mountains, mm. clouds, yeah, lots mm. of room for sky. Then the forest would come down. Usually they put some rushing waters mm. in there somewhere, maybe a little kind of tiny pagoda or mm. some little structure. And then over by the river somewhere, you see one little tiny man with a stick. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just like, yeah. <laughs> just a tiny little figure in a landscape. Uh, I felt I was watching uh, all of us sitting on the ground there in the, I mean, the, the roundhouse, when you sit back, and say, yeah, it's pretty cool, all right. Because uh, the people are sitting down by the fire and it's all happening, but that's on level one. And then on about 14 or 16 levels above is all the smoke rising mm. into the rafters, you know, mm. you're talking about. And it's like, I thought, well, how do we end up building this? I mean, I built it based on the old Celtic mm. design. There's nothing terribly unusual about it, but there's something great about how this huge um, kind of... Uh, heaven I was going to say this atmosphere of consciousness above mm, us yeah the, the ground area is not that big and uh, and people are saying how many people could you fit in here and I would say any number you like mm. you know, Jerry would say can we get 20 I said of course we can get 20 <laughs> said, well, maybe 30 I said yeah well the groups have come to 40 now can we get 40 I said yeah 40 no problem because <laughs> somehow that big space full of smoke and those drifting rafters and you can't even see where the smoke's going to 
that's it gives a space. Yeah. And people can sit, you know, knee to knee or elbow to elbow. If I mean, sometimes you have 200 people sitting there, you mm. know, for a talk. Mm. But there's something about the architecture and sitting in the circle and it's on the ground. We have some choir matting, but basically you're on the ground, on the same level as the fire. There is something about the, you can make a new culture or remember an old culture by by sitting in that way. You know, yeah. There's no chairs in there, there's no tables, yeah. there's no high chairs, no low chairs. Everybody sits on the ground, you hunker down and that's it. And sometimes you, you have like two meters around you and sometimes you have half a meter and it depends on and it's, it's a, a it's a it's place. a mysterious thing yeah and yeah and during the ritual time you have that big fire blazing there that everybody loves and everybody wants to be in touch of and people get starved of things like that even even just to go in there the candles are lit there's an altar place there's the stones around the fire there's another altar place that thing's look and like, why are these people up to is, is this hocus pocus or what is it but once you sit there for say even one night mm. but let's say two nights then it becomes like, oh yeah, you gotta have the fireplace, you gotta have the altar place, you gotta have the other altar place. You have, you know, you like, you have to have these things. Mm. Of course, we know it somehow. Mm. We know it that mm. like, and if you go to, I know, if you go to Vietnam or you go somewhere, you find something that's similar there somewhere. They got the earth, they got the fire, they got the smoke. We've been living like this for a million years. Mm -hmm. I think that's why people like get used to it pretty quick. Like, whereas yeah. we haven't been living in London and Paris for a million years. And those are great places to hang out and we all like them. But uh, it's not, as antique, it's not as rooted, it's not it's not as deeply home, maybe you could say yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, yeah, there is this very beautiful mix, once again, of culture and nature bonding and having this dialogue where we feel home. We all, our body feels home, but our body in these structures or under these trees or in this stream of... Uh, in the river, in the waterfalls, feel home. It, mm. it, it's very unusual. It's very, very unusual. And I, I, I can say how much I have uh, felt also the the expansion happening. This is also great. You know, sometimes, you, you know, you, your life has passed by and you just don't notice. But here there is something where you notice. You notice the expansion. You feel... I, I always felt very touched because my, my daughter, she loved this place so much and she always wanted to come back and and we do uh, we, we come for, for yeah, culture and then we, we dance for with the five rhythm with Alex and Joe at the drums and you know the, there is something where we feel how expensive we can get here and we just we just wait to come back. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. your daughter's really cool like yeah. she, she really does like it here and, uh, yeah she loves um, it again like uh, she's she's a, a teenager right yeah and, she's um, 17 17 now and so she's been coming for a little maybe not that long but mm. she came a few years and that's a kind of heartening thing where even teenagers can <laughs> like it. You know? <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> many of them get to that age and they want to go off and hang out with other people but we had many teenagers grow up here and um they can recognize it too, and and uh, yeah, they find it as difficult to fit in as a duck into a lake. You know, mm. they, they slip into it. It's it's a real pleasure to see sometimes that there's a a joyfulness there. She she skips around here like she you know I never asked her what she thinks of it or anything like that, but uh, you can see that it's like it's a playground or something. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, 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 
No, but she she said very clearly that she needs this place for uh. herself for to 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 grow, uh, because she she knows that that the lives that we are having in Paris is is not whole. You know, she she needs she needs spirit horse to to make her, mm. and I found it really valuable. Uh, I don't know, and and my boy came back because the first time he came he was very triggered. And um, my 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 son, he's 15 now, and he's very shy. Mm. And so, uh, and he's French, so he didn't speak English, and mm. so it was it was more complicated for him. And he wanted to come back this year, and I I can I can see him uh, playing in the meadow with Gail, who was uh, teaching him how to juggle. juggle. In, mm. and then he would lie on the floor. In the mud, and you were like, "Mom, I, I need to know how to get bored. <laughs> no phone, no distraction. Yeah. I'm just being here now." I found it really profound. You know, he he's a 15 year old boy. Yeah, yeah, and it's mysterious. The gadgets do seem to go out the window, you know. Mm. And we're not doing this as an advertisement. You know, your kids will leave their gadgets <laughs> behind, but it does tend to happen. It's like it's too interesting. You think, well, what's so interesting here? And rocks, mountains, trees, mostly other people, isn't it? You're like the, the naturalness of. Mm. And I think it's part of the home. Is like you run around to this campfire. Mm. What they're eating there? Mm. What they're talking about? Are they playing music? Then you run around to another campfire. What they're talking about there? What they're doing? Oh, let's go and see what's happening over there mm. so it's just kind of like it's unfenced there's no yes. there's no straight lines uh, it, there's no barriers it's like well and that is so ancient like this circle of tents sitting around that fire and they're you know, cooking up something or other over here they're having tea and a chat over there there's a bit of music mm. and over there we can just run off and go and do our own little thing that's that, that's so ordinary so simple yeah. but not easy to find no, uh, when it's you're very in, rare. when you're in the box in you know Paris London or New York yeah 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 but i <laughs> think also what strikes both my children is the kindness you know he he was like but gail has spent the whole morning trying to teach me how to jungle and and to juggle and she, she gifted me the the three balls for me to train in in paris yeah. during the year he was so touched yeah. uh because once again it, it may be very simple but it's very rare and so it just happens here and it's it's just the norm and it's, it's the, the culture so. this is what you're cultivating and, I and a lot of things happen efficient. by accident, you know. We set up the space, we have the structures, we have a nice site, we have the rivers, as we've been talking about, and we have the fire. And the, but a lot of things happen by accident. The things you're talking about there, then nobody designs those or sets them up, you know. And it's like, it's just someone says, okay, oh, you know, can I juggle or can I, you know, do do you like Joe's doing now? To, and he's always fostering the young kids. Let's uh, let's do fire juggling, and who wants to try? Yeah. And um, this is natural, isn't it? This is natural to want to share something. Yeah, it's it is. Not, it's not, it doesn't have to be set up. We let everybody come and everyone bring their gift. And, and then, you know, occasionally you hire someone to actually, you know, rock it. Can you, can you play drums or teach a workshop? But most people are just, would just love to share what they're good at. Yeah. Whether it's belly dancing, cooking, teaching, you know, their skills. People like to share. And it's it's, it's some. It's a mysterious thing that uh, that uh, that somehow that's 
got lost somewhere that it's become so commercialized or so difficult or boxed in or mm-hmm. you have to go to endless, and- you know like with if you have kids and everything you end up driving them around to their dance class or to their you know their basketball or their um you know they're going to learn some skill or whatever and it's all drop off here do that there inside a square box and then go rather than like let's just run around and see what's happening in the village tonight Mm-mm. and uh so it's been a real, you know, it's a revelation for me too. I set up a lot of things, but most of the real fun things happen because they're innately natural to people and uh, and, and they just start happening by themselves. We're often touched, like we, we lay on a bit of music and we lay on a bit of structure. At the end of that cold and plenty event, so many people are in tears with gratitude for like some life revelation. Mm. I don't think, well, what did we do that was so, <laughs> so special? You know, even I don't want to... I want to don't want to define it. It's uh, it's it's those little tiny things like you just pointed out, there, the little stories, that uh, that mean a lot to people. It's sort of connection, but it comes naturally. But the best things come, uh, you know, are natural yeah, and come naturally. natural. It's it's not like a unique setup that has a really complicated. It's more like there's a lot of freedom here, you know, a lot of unstructured. Uh, yeah, there's a backbone. So free, and then like. You know, I don't like with the kitchen people, with the people making the tea, with the people who work here. I was like, tell us when we're on, tell them. No, you decide when you're on. You say when you're off amongst yourselves. And, you know, there has to be a certain um, ecstasy of activity, you know, mm. like it's fun to make yeah. big pots of tea for everybody. It's not fun if you have to do the same job every morning. Okay, mm. crew, you don't get <laughs> that one on me. But um, it's still, it's when it, when it's when it's happening nice, Everybody's in ecstasy. Yeah. Everybody's having fun. Mm. Teaching is fun. Mm. Learning is fun. Yeah. Making tea is fun. Having people drink the tea and thank you for it is fun. So when it becomes a drudge or a job or like, well, this is the contract. I paid for my services. You know? Yeah. Then it's like, ah, oh, boring. Let, let's just have uh, everybody muck in. You know, we got we got to kind of, um, you know, make it work somehow or other, pay the bills. But uh the best things happen naturally, and that's that's almost ecstatic. I don't think people realize that ecstatic living is possible. It is completely possible. Yeah. I think also with my kids, what what is really meaningful for them is is meeting you, meeting Joe. Uh, I mean, for my daughter, I remember it, uh, two years ago she had a long conversation with you. And it meant the whole world for her. Uh, you know, the the oh. sense of transmission, the sense of I'm welcomed also by elders or... I guess there's, I, a lot, there's a lot of unique individuals or, you know, we, we do give a lot of permission to people to be their own styles. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not too homogenized. Maybe that's... Some- Absolutely not. And she had also a beautiful, uh, beautiful meeting or chat or whatever or invitation uh with erica who who took her for an hour and you know gifted her with her magic in a dress talk about unique individuals (laughs) 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 who is so amazing you know and so for my daughter it it meant so much and it still means so much for her uh and so it's not only about you know what is that fun what what is that do you think i mean I'm saying it's kind of, you know, we do, there's always a massive invite. Uh, I never know if it's going to work or not, but it's always there. A welcome to the uniqueness of individuals, you know, mm. like we don't, you don't have to fit into a role. We want the uh, 
you to discover what your role is mm. rather than like this is these are the roles that need to be filled can we fit you know john yeah. pat and mike into these roles <laughs> it's more like no we throw away the role what do these individuals want to do which mm. everyone says that's a bit random how's that going to work <laughs> and no it doesn't always because people are out of practice but for me that's 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 like indigenous native even celtic but i think you find it everywhere that you're not to fit into a, I think the industrial role really really you know we have a vacancy for a general manager exactly. are you the material and you just yeah. become a role you just become a mm. you know how can I exploit you you know and okay pay for you for that but it, it's just that the relationship are so inexistent and or poor uh, that when she comes to this place and she can in properly connect with people uh, who are connected to this land and who can tell her something or mm. where she feels seen and held and and also have so much fun because mm. she had so much fun talking to you and and I remember that she came back and said oh, but Shiv said that uh, maybe I should have music is not present enough because I, I haven't learned an instrument and she felt very sad but she was very happy about saying yeah but I dance I, I can dance <laughs> and so I have I have music in me by dancing so I don't play an instrument I am the instrument and so I think that it, it's very uh, yeah for, for, for children growing or you know, they're becoming young adults. Mm. You know, it's very, very precious for them to have so, this, you know, multi-generational tribe. Multi-generation, definitely, yeah. absolutely. I don't it's want so, it to be a group of, you know, people all the same age, no, thinking the same ideas, talking the same language. What's important there, like, you know, there's a lot of different people here. Mm. And um, their uniqueness, like, I mean, Joe's, Joe's is about a crazy character as you can get, but a lot of young people really jive. He does very, very well with mm. young people, you know, with yeah. teaching them a bit of drum, teaching them a bit of um, fire juggling, whatever. But um, apart from those things, he, he's so busy being himself mm. and he doesn't fit into any box. Mm. I don't know what it is, but I feel as if um, he gives permission to a lot of young people to be themselves, mm. you know, just... Not by saying it, obviously. Just, yeah. Just because they see, like, well, he's different, and, yeah. he's, and he's just doing his own thing, and um, you can never put him into a box. There is only one Joe. Mm. Yeah, there's you know, only you, one Joe. You know, like, oh, we have a vacancy for another Joe. You know, it doesn't work like that. There's mm. only one Joe, and then someone else comes along. It might also be a musician, but they're going to be have to be a completely different thing. Mm. And um, that, yeah, that. I mean, that's how I picture when I, I mean, I study the Celtic stories a lot and I tell a few of them, although they're very hard to tell and people get bored of them. So I don't tend to do it too often because <laughs> there are so many names and so many, but they're always celebrating individuality. They're, mm. they're, they're never celebrating roles. You know, it's um, everybody is just busy being themselves mm. and they make their own deal mm. in, you know, they live in the chieftain's world, which sometimes we do here as well, but everybody has an individual deal. There's no idea of democracy or equality. Celtic society, everybody's everybody's quite busily jostling for their own um, status, mm -hmm. but um, but then yeah, people are judged by their deeds, and uh, there's a lot of experience, a lot of um, room in those ancient ways. I think there wasn't many other cultures, not just this one. So why otherwise it wouldn't be worth bringing up. But uh, 
something about the uniqueness of individuals that we have lost, you know, this homogenization. Mm-hmm. The industrial world brought it along because we don't necessarily need like uh, a Joe or a Shivam or, you know, the Mary. We want someone to, to perform this role. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you can you do it yeah. for us? And most job interviews are based on that. This yeah. is the job. Where, you know, the ancient world is like, what's your you? unique talent? Mm-hmm. Which is often asked, what's your thing? What's your wild thing? What's And Joe's a wild character. Mm. Like he's, he's an untamed human being. <laughs> and, and that I think maybe uh, so untamed. people yeah. love to meet someone who's who's not been tamed, you know, and whose uh, who's, uh, loyalty is to fire or water to the stars or rhythm or, uh, you know, the gods of music or it's a secret deal. You can never, you know, he'll never tell you and he maybe doesn't even know, but uh, that's, that's, uh, that must hopefully give permission to young people and it's needed like you, you know did you hand in your geography homework did you finish your thing did you get your degree you know mm. it's just all homogenization the whole thing you know mm. pink floyd right about the brick in the wall you know mm-hmm. there's um the, no one says well what's your unique wild thing that doesn't fit in here at all which is the first question i ask everybody at Colden. yeah, yeah. Like, what what thing makes you feel lonely because because you're different and it hasn't been accepted, that's the bit we want. Mm. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think my children, they feel that when they come. Mm. That's why it's so special for them. I mean, it's, 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 it's something all of us can, we will be doing it this time. I think most of us have been doing it, reflecting on the damage that gets done in your childhood, you know, without blaming the world and our poor moms and dads and all that, but cool up. Um, the, the, the child can be a nightmare and growing up as a teenager can be a nightmare, but maybe it doesn't have to be totally like that. And uh, the world has become quite a hard place since the Industrial Revolution and quite a hard place since societies became so organised. Our hearts are still in the Paleolithic. Our hearts are still are still in the wild somewhere. Our souls are still there. So, yeah, we have to, you know, we won't necessarily throw away the city life and no one is saying, oh, you can all come and live at Spear Horse. No, you can't. No, you can't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or uh, uh, people are saying, you can't all go back to the Stone Age. No, you can't, but we will. <laughs> but uh, no, we can't. But, uh, no to, 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 to recognise what's deeply missed. What's what's so sorrowful about you know mm. what what did we lose when we threw away tribal culture? What did we lose when we when we threw away that community tribal way of being and and having lots of these uncles and aunts of the society to go and hang out with, not in the kind of like from ten to eleven you will learn history, mm. but from <laughs> this kind of like learning in that osmosis way that yes. you know from juggling or drumming or tending the fire or being part of the playing ritual. the music yeah yeah and feeling that blessing you know that naturally goes between an older person and a younger person not because what the teacher has been paid a wage to teach latin between 11:30 and 12:30 but you know when yeah. people are just running around rubbing shoulders and like oh I want to be like him or I want to get a bit of what he's got mm-hmm. or she's got the naturalness, you know, I think we're all yeah. deeply missing it. Yeah, exactly. And it's not about, um, how can I say, it's not about, yeah, a job description of or an expertise, uh, but it's about very genuine talents that are mm. expressed and honoured and uh, shared 
and it, I think it's a place where we witness also other people. I mean, I, I'm so touched by Kaylee every every time I see it. Mm. Uh, to see people going on stage and sharing a poem. Yeah, so simple. Sharing. It proved to be a very it, powerful tool. Yeah, it's yeah. so beautiful, uh, this authorization. And I think I think... I just learned that authorization is the same, you know, the same root as author, to be an author of yourself. Mm. Uh, and I think this this place is giving a lot of authorization to people. And what is beautiful about the power of this place is that it gives power to people to be themselves, to share who they want to be uh, in the now, in the present. And uh, Kaylee, for instance, the, this night where people go on stage and share something, a song or a poem or whatever, mm. I think it's very powerful for that. And mm. I think also when you come with your children and you show that to your sh children, mm. you share that with them, I think it's a lot of, yeah, authorization. It is where individuality is applauded, you know, like mm. and the, the more quirky and strange and wonderful and unpredictable <laughs> the people you know, with their poem and their song or their completely zany act is, that, um, the, the more it gets applauded, you know. It's just like, a, you know, you, you, you don't want to know what line a comedian is going to come out with. You want it to be like yeah. off the cuff, you know, like where is he going to take us or <laughs> where is she going to take us and... Yeah, that's an interesting thing, and it has that's had a profound effect on a lot of young people here. They, you know, they they grew they grew confident about their, especially music or performance or theatre. It's amazing or what we can hear they, here. They got they got amazing. really you know people if you if you if you get an applause when you're seven for playing two chords, you know, then you become a songwriter mm. when you're eighteen. You know, mm. so it happened to quite a few of them here. Like mm. amazing to see. And then the question is, well, can you make it and do the same thing in the big world out there? But at least it's a start that that your that your that your own tribe that you've just met two days ago, <laughs> uh, you know, the, it's amazing because it feels like, well, these are my people. You know, that's how my kids say, well, it's all right down there. Like, those are our friends. Those are our community. I said, yeah, but, you know, those are people that come from all kinds of cities, you know, London, Manchester, whatever, or whatever, all over the country, all over the world. They just became our little tribe for a while, yeah. you know, uh, for a few days. And, and still it's so in us that, we, exactly that. that we link in and exactly. ha it happens. Yeah, yeah. Because the essence of the experience is always ephemeral. We don't live here. We just come here. Yeah. And it's quite fleeting. Yeah. But the, the fact that we know this horizon exists within us, that, that there is the spark is alive and it just needs a, the, the right settings to express mm. itself. I think it's very comforting. It's very, you know, you, you come back profoundly transformed by that. Uh, you know, it's as if you open a curtain on a new horizon. Yeah. You just, even if you <laughs> you pull you pull back the the curtain, you've seen the horizon. You know, it's still it's here. You know it, and I think it's it's it changed me profoundly. Yeah, in my creativity, it changed me profoundly. Uh, yeah, because you can trust those glimpses. You know they're true when they're true. At the same time, there's no. It's not like the big answer. What we're going to do next, like. 
it just has that little creative spark. Yeah. yeah. And God knows what will happen maybe with this younger generation. Because I kind of is here a little bit, a younger generation who take it for granted. Mm. Because I'm thinking, wow, we managed to find something. And they think, yeah, that's always <laughs> been there. You know, <laughs> men's large, women's large, <laughs> Kaylee. We're, um, we're all, you know, we're all wearing our big hats and banging our drums. How are we like? What's so unusual about that? Mm. So maybe, maybe they'll come up with something else. Let's uh, we'll wrap it up because I know that we've stolen an hour away. I think we've got about an hour now from from your time. So, what you're saying there? So, your creativity. What? what t- tell me a bit more. So let's, yeah. let's let's say a little about that, and we'll we'll try and close it somewhere around there. Yeah, I I think that what I was sharing at the very beginning, you know, uh, like suddenly opening up to darker corners of myself. Um, you know, it's this Jungian thing, you know, yeah. do you want to be good or you, do you want to be whole? Mm. Uh, I think this place opened for me this journey of being a bit closer to my holiness. Mm. And in there, I found so much power for my creativity and it, it expanded, I mean, massively. Did your work become bolder? Yeah, it it became bolder. It became um, I. How can I say that? I I could I could let go of uh, you know unconscious loyalties towards my parents or towards uh. you know of staying this little how do you call it uh, agreeable yeah. daughter. And it's 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 funny because in French agreeable is we say agréable. Agréable is just nice, you know. Yeah. But when I read it in English, agreeable is literally to make someone agree. Yes. And I was made, I was programmed to be this agreeable person, uh, performant, uh, successful, pretty, whatever. And suddenly here, I didn't have to be agreeable. I was fearful of people. I could share it. I was ashamed of it. But whatever, it it was the beginning of a very, very profound journey for me. Mm. And in there, I found treasures and a profound, very uh, big power, something very, not mighty, but something something a bit scary, something uh, that, that has destroyed so much of my patterns and old relationships or, you know, uh, loyalties, you know, and, and I could break free it from them. And it doesn't mean that I've destroyed people. It doesn't mean that I've destroyed relationships. I just, I just didn't agree anymore with the old patterns and Uh. the, and old contracts that we're having. And for some some of the relationship, it has transformed them for the bet- better. Some there's no more relationship, and I don't care. It doesn't matter. But the the the, the film I've made just after uh, it, it it was a massive thing for me, for my family, for my children, but also for you know I thousands of people who've watched them mm. and uh, and this couldn't have uh, happened without what I've contacted here coming here oh. and what I and that's why I, 
I keep coming also because mm. it's always, you know, a, a profound reset uh, when I come here. Where there's, you know, the anxiety evaporates. The all the I must do this, I must do that. All the you know, ticking the box here and there. It yes. just evaporates. It doesn't exist anymore. Mm. And so I I can rejuvenate or renew myself every time I come here. So it's wow. really, really part of me now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, pretty, that's a pretty big ending. <laughs> it sounds like an advertising. It's supposed to be. He was chatting. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. Look, um, we've done an hour and um, I know you've been working hard and you've been supporting this retreat and everything and it's still going on. So maybe it's time to go back to that fire. Uh, I know the guitars <laughs> are going to come out and the drums yes. and we're going to have a little bit of fun up until midnight or something like that. But if people want to check you out or check out your work, uh, maybe you could just say your, 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 uh, one of your, I don't know, your website, your link yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you can find my movie uh, Les Rivières. So it's uh, lesrivières.myua.fr and you have an English version also. And this movie is about my female lineage. So it's a documentary I've, oh. I, I've made over five years and coming to Spirit Horse was on the fourth year. And I, I've okay. been dragging that like a, a stone behind me and suddenly something really profound opened. And uh, yes, yeah, for all people who are interested in transgenerational memory and this, you know, female yeah, lineage that they have been so wounded. Uh, mm. If you're interested, just 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 come and buy this movie. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll we'll um, we'll write the we'll write the link and give us yes. details, and we'll yeah. put it up. We'll put it underneath. Uh, well, Dan, we'll put it underneath when the podcast because thank you so much for your time is uh, thank you so uh, the time much. usually rates we don't want to edit any of these things we just chat yeah but, uh, it's, it's thank kinda, you so much Shiv. that's kind of cool so here we are smiling away in the Dakini temple and the waters are still rushing down folks we couldn't get rid of some of that sound the water's pounding over the rocks here so hopefully you could hear what um, i had to say and been a pleasure having this little chat and perhaps we'll have another one, I don't know, in a year or two's time or something. And uh, all good for now. Yeah. We're going to go and play some music should. with the guitars. going to sit around the fire. See you later, folks, wherever you are. Uh, hope you're cozy and warm. Winter's coming on. This is our Samhain talk. Uh, and it's pronounced Samhain. It's not Samhain. It's Samhain, all right? It's an old Celtic festival. We have it all over the world, too. The Northern Hemisphere has it everywhere. And here we are under the full moon in the valley having a nice little time and a rough time, too. There's been a few tears, but it doesn't matter part of it all. Thank you, Mai. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you, Shivam.